ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Rebecca is covering her eyes right now. Not even with her hands, with her fingers. She is pressing her middle and index fingers into her eyes as if she is suffering from the flu. And maybe she is. The Southgate flu. <laughs> From Apple News and Meadowlark Media, I'm Brendan Hunt. And I'm Rebecca Lowe, and this is After the Whistle. Today's episode has us feeling a bit of joy and pain, as we'll recap today's U.S.-England match that ended in a nil-nil draw and walk through what that means for the team's quest to advance out of the group stages. We're going to play another lovely round of Optimist Pessimist, and Brendan will quickly get to sound off on the Dutch as well. Right. Shall we hurry up and get this one over with? Reminder, there will be adult language. Probably from me this week. <laughs> Bring it. Hey, Rebecca, how are you feeling after that? Brendan. <laughs> that was a long pause. <laughs> that was what they call dead air. Ooh, I love it. I know. I, I was wondering whether we could delay this part a little bit until I no, maybe can't do it. got onto more of a level, even no. keel in my mind. Um, I'm feeling right now, what, less than an hour after the final whistle is kind of angry. I'm annoyed. I am frustrated more than anything, slightly bewildered, um, disappointed, deflated, fairly let down, but also kind of like, what did I expect? Welcome to the last 42 years of my life. So I think without going into any detail, if you just want the mood right now, that's the mood. And what about you, Brendan? How's your mood? I My mood is, I guess, on the list of possible moods I might have foreseen for after this game. Um, my mood is very low on the list of expectations if it was even on the list at all which is the frustration of feeling like we should have fucking won the game like and i'm looking at the I stats i don't disagree and, and the stats do not indicate you know dominance particularly you know um looking at possession and 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 things like that but it felt like we were handling that game from about the 25th minute onward and about the 25th minute, we started having a few chances in a row. There was um, there was a run of them. We'll get to them. But um, I remember thinking even at that point, around, around the 40th minute, like, okay, this is a, a fairly extended period of, if not dominance, at least sort of asserting a degree of authority onto this match. Um, but nothing's coming from it. And, and that can't hold up or we're going to be bummed. It's weird, though, to be like, oh, damn it. We played so well, but didn't win. And that's a, a precarious waste. But can I just pick you up on something? Because that's really interesting about your mood. Because I said you, didn't I? After the first game against Wales, I said you, you're going to be okay. You were better against Wales than you thought you were. I thought you played very well. Not the whole game through, but very well. And then you're absolutely right, Brendan. You were the better team. And it's not very easy for me to say that. I'm not going to lie. Okay? But there's no point in me sitting here and trying to get out of this. USA were the better team. Apparently, Christian Pulisic was man of the match. My man of the match, one gazillion percent, was not Pulisic, even though I thought he did well, by the way, and he's doing better. And I'm yes. pleased for him because, you know, I, I think that his time at Chelsea has been so disappointing on lots of different levels for different reasons. 
But he's a really, really talented player. And you as a country and you as a team need him. And he played really well. But the man in the match was Tyler Adams. 100%. There was that one tackle on Saka. And then he gave that face. The camera got him. Do you remember? Like, yeah, I did. And it was absolute genius. If you're a USA fan, you're like, well played, son. He was man of the match. He is an excellent, excellent footballer. Tim Ream, by the way. Round of applause for Tim Ream. Anyway, I just wanted to get that USA credit out the way early. Better team. You should have won. We were outplayed. You had the spirit. You were braver. Whether or not Greg Berhalter has out-tacticked Southgate, maybe he did. Because quite frankly, I think at the moment, most people could out tactics Southgate, but we'll get on to that. Uh, can I stop now on the USA love? Because I got a lot of things. I made notes. You can't see them, <laughs> listeners, but I made notes about England. So just, you want to talk USA notes. for a bit. And... I have notes. Um, <sighs> oh, well, okay. First of all, let's set the scene a little bit. Where were you watching? Um, okay. Where were Christina and Jared? Um, <laughs> by by the, way. the way, before we get to Christina and Jared, okay. <laughs> my good friend, Joe Kelly, co-creator of Ted Lasso. I invited him. To come watch the game. I was only having a few people over, not like a party or anything. Um, and he texted me yesterday, oh gosh, uh, my wife's lawyer friend from Georgia is coming with her previously unknown cousin. I'm like, ooh, that's real rough. I'm so sorry. Uh and but it was like a half like, you know, should I invite can them over? Come? Or is he still inviting yeah. us over? And I told him, I don't think I can roll USA dice yeah. on these people. And he said, I respect this and I agree. He texted me today, <laughs> about 10 minutes in the game. They showed up in the ninth minute with Bud and Miller Light. Thumbs down. Oh, God. I mean, did they not listen to the pod? They don't. They don't. They don't. They <sighs> Disappointing. Are, they are all too blissfully unaware. So how'd it go today? Where were you? Okay. So obviously 11 a.m. kickoff here in California. So it was a nice calm morning. I'm, I actually baked to try and get rid of my nerves. So I did some baking this morning. Life was calm. Life was great. Interesting. We have lots of lovely friends um, who love football, who are American. When we used to live on the East Coast, there was a lot of expats over there when we used to live in Connecticut. So there used to be a lot more British people around, English people around to watch games with. Here, I've got like a, a few English, but they're like scattered here and there. So all of our friends are American and I love them to pieces. They're probably going to listen to this. Just don't want to watch a game with them. Just don't want to watch a game against USA with them. Just don't, don't want to watch do it. any game so, or this game. No, no, just this game. We've watched lots of games with them. Just don't want to watch this game with actually anybody at all. So the four of us, me, my husband, my little boy, and the dog, all just sat in silence basically until about twenty minutes in, and then I wouldn't say my husband was particularly quiet for the following seventy minutes. <laughs> fairly, fairly irate. Um, Christine and Jared didn't stop by. Uh, bless their hearts. Very concerned that Christine and Jared might have actually listened to the podcast episode one, <laughs> and now thinking that may never hey. see Christine and Jared ever again. Especially as Jared, very useful when the internet goes down. What am I going to do with that, Jared? You protected okay, them for over to- a year. It's time they learn these hard <laughs> truths. <laughs> I know. Back to the main narrative. So we're in the living room, and it was like I say a little bit calm for about 20 minutes and then it was no longer calm and it was uh, it was a tough watch. So you did you just watch it with fam? Yeah, with my uh with my partner and with our uh newly 22 month old. We were able to plonk him down nearby in front of an iPad that was showing Ben and Holly's little kingdom. Excellent. Uh, and that seemed to work out fairly well. My partner was like, "Oh, let's invite our English friends." And I said, "No." No, we're yeah, not. Yeah, fair. That's fair. I understand that. that. No, but I I understand. I love her suggestion, but you know, the answer is definitely no. Yeah. No, it, it, my love for them is undiminished, but it would not be appropriate. No, we don't need to mix at this stage. <laughs> we don't we, need to mix at this stage. We mix a little later. Come on. Um, okay, so do you, I mean, I don't even know. I, 
I don't even know where to start, Brendan. I've got a lot of stuff to say. Should we just separate it into first half, second half? How about that, Rebecca? Can we start there? Yeah, I mean, I would say the first half, second half is going to be the same for me. So why don't you say, why don't you give me? <laughs> yeah, I but mean, this might be a handy, handy organizer of thoughts. Yeah, okay. That's fair. All right, go for it. All right, it felt for the first like 20, 25 minutes like the U.S. was in trouble. Really? Did you think that? I did not think that at all. I did not. Wow, well, that's so interesting. That may be a distant okay. memory, but like for like. Really? Wow. Yeah, 20, 25 minutes was like, we're kind of like barely making tackles and barely making saves. And then from about the 25th minute onward, suddenly we had these three straight chances. You know, Wes had a great chance that he oh, yeah. uncharacteristically caromed over the bar. Eunice had a, a great shot that got blocked and was still very, <laughs> he shot it so hard, it still took a very dangerous bounce, but it happened to bounce directly into Pickford's arms. And then Polisic clanged one off the woodwork um and then it was like oh okay all right something something is starting to happen here do you remember this period i remember that period because i it started to dawn on me that i was watching same old england it started to dawn on me that this was going to be another deflating experience because, and the reason being is, let me preface this by saying, I love Gareth Southgate. He genuinely, I mean, Bear Helter, really a palace legend, just passed through SE25. If I may really quickly, the phrase yeah. coming out of your mouth, I love sure. Gareth Southgate, does not yeah. usually result in expressions of love for Gareth Southgate. Go on. I mean, that is true. That's like when you say no disrespect, but it's going to be a no disrespect, <laughs> but okay. Um so, like I was saying, Bear Halter passed through SE25 in like 2001, 2002. Like, fine, okay, didn't really ha- leave an imprint. Gareth Southgate came through the academy at Crystal Palace, played for Palace for years before he got a big move uh, to Middlesbrough. I used to watch him week in, week out as a teenager. My dad always used to say, if Southgate plays well, Palace play well. He was right. He was just such a leader of men. He was such a graceful player. Um, I watched him miss a penalty for Crystal Palace back in the early 90s, which was the only penalty he ever took for Palace. And then, therefore, in 1996, in the semi-final of the Euros, when Gareth Southgate stepped up to take a penalty in the penalty shootout, I was about the only person there who knew he was going to miss it, which he did. And he was pilloried for it, like all England players are when they miss penalties. Um, he did get an advert, though, from Pizza Express out of it. No, Pizza Hut. He got a Pizza Hut advert out of it, so it wasn't all bad. But Delicious. he was absolutely hung, drawn and quartered for missing that penalty. And I felt for him and I loved him. And then Gareth Southgate pretty much sort of disappeared out of everyone's consciousness. Finds his way back to the England job, which, by the way, in itself, surprise. But anyway, um, so can I just go back to the preface? I love Gareth Southgate. I love, <laughs> no disrespect, but <laughs> I love the mm-hmm. way he Here it comes. talks to the media about oh, sure. the big issues of the day, right? Intelligent, I love the way he handles himself. I love the way he handled himself. Sensitive, empathetic. <laughs> what a great chap he is, right? But, <laughs> all right, might be the biggest but I've ever uttered. When we began the game today with a team that was unchanged from the game against Iran, which is fair enough, just about, you've won 6-2, fair enough. We, from minute one, were lifeless. Lifeless. From minute one, I I didn't see the first 20 minutes the way you saw the first 20 minutes. We did not pressurize that ball once. No press on any of your players. I mean, when your back line and keeper had the ball, literally, our players, including Harry Kane, who I love, walked around, walked around the football pitch. There was no 
aggression. There was no high tempo. There was no press. That's what I said to you the other day on the podcast. How can England lose? England can lose. Uh, uh, by the way, this feels like a loss. By no tempo, no rhythm, no aggression, no high press. We didn't do any of that. He, he tactically, for me, just... Oh God, so wide of the mark. And and unfortunately, this is not a one-off. This is something that Southgate has shown us many a time against Italy in the final of the Euros in 2021. We go ahead in the early goal with Luke Shaw and then we just sit off and don't go and try and get another goal. I mean, this is what maybe the greatest group of players England have produced in a generation, if not more. He has at his fingertips a beautiful generation of England players and we play like that. Can I just say one more thing? Because actually that's a lie. I'm going to say about 200 more things. But in this particular breath, one more thing. Southgate, post-game, said he was happy the way we built from the back. That is a direct quote. I saw the interview on ITV, the broadcaster in, <laughs> in England. He said, well, I'm so happy the way we built from the back. Built what? I, I literally don't think you built one thing. I think your little man watching Ben and Holly was probably building more blocks in his play den that England uh. built today. Okay, I need. I just need to. You, you've got to go now because I've only got about a third of the way down my list. <laughs> what do you think about that? <laughs> Sorry, well, was I supposed to talk about the first half? Sorry, I don't um, know. I mean, ish. Um, but this is going to work out <laughs> great because I really was incredibly hyper focused on on the US and not that much um, on England. But the end of the second half, there was a, there was a, a little flashpoint there that made me. Slightly worried. At one point, Shaw basically erased Dest, who'd been having a pretty good game up to that point, got around him into the box. And then a a snapshot from Mason Mount that was very dangerous, but drew a great save from Turner. Matt Turner had an excellent game. Not quite a stand on your head yeah. stuff of legend game, but he yeah. was excellent. And then yeah, he yeah. looks like he plays every week. I mean, the bloke, yeah. you know, is behind Ramsdale at Arsenal, and yet he looks like he plays every week. I mean, well, well played. Well played. He's good. He's money. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the second half, it felt like it took a couple minutes to get going, but then by about five minutes in, it still felt like what was happening for most of the first half. It felt like yeah. the U.S. were imposing themselves and England were playing reactively, which is just one, oh, one thank thing you. I would not have Brendan, this whole game. Brendan, that, that word, you've absolutely nailed it. He is the most reactive manager. We, we are not proactive. We don't go, you know what? We're going to go win this game. What we do is we'll just see if we can just not lose it and just walk around for a bit and let's react. At one point, when you hit the bar, at one point I thought in a really messed up way, I'd quite like USA to score a goal now because that is the only way Gareth Southgate is going to then be able to react. He can't react if nothing happens. God, that's terrible admission. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Rebecca is covering her eyes right now, not even with her hands, with her fingers. She is pressing her middle and index fingers into her eyes as if she is suffering from the flu. And maybe she is the Southgate flu. <laughs> and I just love him. Did I mention that? Yeah, yeah, it's come up. It's come up a couple of times. And it's definitely been, been proven true. So we get, you know, the second half then fairly early on, first of all, uh, a dangerous moment where uh, where Saka finally gets loose into the box, and who should be there uh, to to save the day? But Tyler Adams, in a really great moment, um, and then pretty soon after that, like people were were seeming on the U.S. team were seeming borderline cocky. Like Dest was doing tricks with the ball, Polisic was like waving at fans to to give him you know a little more a little more juice as he went in for a corner. You know, Harry Maguire. 
was was rescuing you again, Harry Maguire. Another uh, pretty damn uh, good game. I mean, you're again spot on. Can we just take a little second to talk about Harry Maguire? Because always, always, he, Rebecca. He was today England's best player, which I mean, we're talking low bar, but someone's got to be. He was. But this guy, for a second, if you don't know, Harry Maguire has been under an immense amount of pressure for 18 months because his form has dropped off for his club, Manchester United, of whom he is captain, but he rarely now plays because he's not been very good. I mean, that's basically the bottom line. And Southgate is on, has come under so much pressure to not play him, but he continues to play him. And so I'm not giving the credit to Southgate because that's an easier decision. I'm giving the credit to Harry Maguire. He has not put a foot wrong. And considering mentally where he must have been over the last 18 months, I find that quite astoundingly mentally incredible. It's actually. admirable. It's full on admirable. You know, he has I, been he has been virtually killed, Brendan, in England. I love a game of like what what dumb thing did Terry Maguire just do? Um, because it's a gift that keeps on giving. But today he he directly saved at least two goals. He was massive. So then around this point, speaking of uh, of of cooler old heads, about the sixty fifth minute, Gareth finally makes a substitution, and you got to be thinking, <laughs> <laughs> you got to be thinking. <laughs> You know, Rashford. I'll tell you what I was thinking. I'll tell you what I was thinking. (laughs) Go on. When the director, when the match director cut away, you saw it. We all saw it. Of the shot of Henderson being talked to by Southgate. My husband and I, we genuinely like, no, what? So What? No, no. Well, he's put, no, no. Maybe he's just asking advice because he's not going to put, I mean, it's nil-nil. We need to get a goal. Obviously, he's not going to put Jordan Henderson on. Don't get me wrong. Jordan Henderson, really good player, but... Not at nil-nil when he's a little bit past his prime and we have Grealish. Oh, and there's also another player on the... Oh, let me... What's his name? Oh, yeah. Phil Foden. Shall we get to Phil Foden now or later? Let's get to him now, shall we? (laughs) Later, because here's the thing. I don't actually think Henderson was a terrible substitution at that moment. Why? I think it was damning that the situation required Jordan Henderson because England were running around like they didn't know it was the fucking World Cup. They were running around like this was this was a friendly or something. And Jordan Henderson, I would hope, would come on with a bit of like captainly, you know, uh, you know, hey guys, remember Dunkirk, that sort of thing. You know, Henry V, whatever it is that you people talk about that makes your uh, your uh, sinews stiffen. Um, Like he's, it was not crazy to bring him in. Well, I I just disagree. I mean, I don't think it was crazy, but I think it was a decision that virtually nobody else would have made. And it was not a decision that paid off. And also when you when he did come in, he came on at the same time as Grealish, which again, really interesting. I love Jack Grealish, but Foden for me is probably England's best overall, most talented like player. Probably overall, if you look at the whole of the England squad, I mean, Phil Foden's the most talented footballer. The lack of Phil Foden uh, for me is a, is a huge bullet dodged for the US. Right. Like, like Correct. We, we, I, don't, I don't know who we, we would have even put on him like you know he would dance <laughs> he's, circles he's unplayable it. sometimes and yeah. Pep Guardiola the best manager in the world said that Phil Foden is the most talented player he's ever seen besides Messi and he cannot get in the England team despite playing virtually every game for City do me a favor anyway so on comes Henderson and Grealish off goes Bellingham our best player in the first game okay and off comes Didn't Sterling have a great game today no, he didn't, but but he also didn't have a terrible game. But you're right, he didn't have a great game. So on comes Henderson, on comes Grealish. But th- what then happened, Brendan? You, again, you were probably so hyper-focused on USA, but let me tell you that, <laughs> that 
we couldn't work out what formation he was playing. We we literally spent the next 15 wow. minutes looking at the screen going, is it a 4-4-2? Is it a 4-1-4-1? Has he gone 4-5-1? What is he doing here? Henderson popped up on the right in the number 10 role on the left, really deep. Kane went out right. Then Kane was central. Then we had Rashford come on. He went to the right and then central. And then Mount kept floating forward. Then Grealish was on the left, but then Grealish was midfield, but then Grealish was up front as so maybe what he said was, we'll go 4-1-4-1, Rice, you sit in front of the back four, and then the the next four, just do what you want. Just get out there and friggin' do what you want, and Kane, you can just go up front, and but you also come back, and when you come back, you lock and go ahead. I mean, there was seemed to be no plan, shock, and those four of Mount, at one point it was Mount Henderson, Grealish, and maybe Rashford, was it, at one point, just floated everywhere. Guess what? Didn't work. Subs, not... Gareth Southgate, I love him, by the way, but subs, not Gareth Southgate's strong point, dare I suggest it. Like it's a very, it's it's a love fest right now going on, all your love Mm -hmm. for Gareth Southgate. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think the last 20 minutes of the game or so kind of basically fizzled, you know, not much, not much got going. I don't think any of the subs were particularly instrumental in anything. Uh, I would say Shaq Moore even was a had a bad game, uh, but no one else did anything in particular. That was that was great, and so the game comes to an end. And yeah, it's it's just a very curious feeling to feel like because I would have thought ahead of time like, oh wow, we get a draw. I'm hooting and hollering. I'm running through the street. Mm. But this draw, I look at feeling like we should have fucking won the game. Yeah. So because you had taken a draw before the game, because you hadn't seen the game and how well you guys played, having seen that you outplayed England, of course you're going to be disappointed and rightly so. I mean, you're going through. There's no doubt in my mind that you are going through to the knockout stages. You are without a doubt going through. Well, if you can't beat Iran, then you should go home anyway. So, well, yeah, we are are super capable of of shitting You will beat Iran. You will beat Iran. Just answer me this though. So we're, we're going back to something we've talked and touched about on a number of times is the Gio Reyna situation and the Aronson situation, actually. I know neither of them really did a lot coming on, but it's such a lot to ask to change a game at the World Cup with 10 minutes ago or whatever he yeah. gave Gio Reyna. Um, do you think that he will unleash them? Certainly yes, Reyna against Iran? Okay. Definitely Reyna. I think Aronson as well. But like the legs are fresh and, you know, I haven't looked at at who all exactly Iran was playing today, but I know, you know, Taremi ended up playing another... 110 minutes or however that game ended up so you know i'm sure that's indicative of the amount of yeah fatigue iran must be carrying right now so i think fresh legs will be a, a big a big advantage to the degree that we can put them in and reina's legs are are also fresh oh so fresh so so yes and yeah i i you know i'm, I'm left with the in the sort of unfamiliar feeling of feeling <sighs> pretty confident going into that game yeah, so you should you know we should have we should have beat wales but for one bad error and maybe that one bad error was you know opening night nerves today was if nothing else a very composed performance so if we can keep that going against iran who got very fortunate to get three points today then we should be all right but you know that's why they play the games etc yeah can also we talk about harry kane just for a second you know we said on the last on the last podcast and i was worried about his ankle he just he hasn't scored a goal yet and despite being the golden boot winner in 2018 he's only ever scored one goal in the knockout stage it doesn't look like he's going to score a goal 
I know I said in the last podcast, if there was an ounce of a problem physically, I wouldn't have played him. And I think I stand by that, Brendan. I'm not sure that we wouldn't have done better having put him on the bench, played a Wilson or a Rashford or both, or certainly, certainly maybe Rashford from the start, and then give him a rest to play him because we'd already got the three points in the bag against Iran and then play him against Wales. I just don't think today he looked, he walked a lot and he just, I'm worried about him. He's on my list of worries. I know that he did not have a shot on target today because I, you know, declared to all of Twitter um, any, and for the second game running, anytime Matt Turner saved a shot against a Spurs player, do a shot. And uh, there were no shots taken, um, luckily for this <laughs> podcast. Um, so yeah, he certainly was not needed today at the very least. And the, to, uh, you know, turn Callum Wilson loose in there would have been interesting. Yeah. Another thing I would not have expected to be saying at the end of match day two for this group is England aren't through yet. Mm. Like there, there are not unreasonable scenarios where England do not advance after winning six to two on the first day. Should we go through them? What are those scenarios? Cause sure. this is where the math as you guys would say, or the maths, as we would say, becomes uh, just sometimes gives me a little bit of a headache. So do you want Brendan to just do the explanation of the math? Well, it all comes down to Tuesday. Basically, if England get a win or draw against Wales, they are through. If Wales wins by three goals or more, it all gets crazy, especially if Iran and the US tie, which would put England, Wales and Iran all at four points. And the tie break goes to goal difference, followed by goals scored, then head-to-head, and then finally to my favourite one, who's got the most yellow cards? Go home, basically. Well, I mean, you know, it's it's the the gentleman reward. Uh, However, for the US, it is very simple. Beat Iran and you are through. Anything less, and they'll be on a flight home. And that is a long, sad flight. Yeah, well, if you can't beat Iran, you should go home. Harsh? Oh, aren't you in a bad mood today? (laughs) I know, you're right, fair. All right, Rebecca. Well, we, uh, after that performance, after two games, now heading into one surprisingly vital game against Wales. Give me, please, your optimist, pessimist take on England. Getting out of the group stage, optimist, go. It's good. That's getting weirder as this series goes on. All right. Optimist that England have got their one bad game out the way and that in a moment alone in his hotel room in Qatar, looking out the window, he thinks, Gareth Southgate, I'm talking about who I love, by the way. He thinks, you know what? You know who I should play? (laughs) You know who I should play? I'm going to play Phil Foden against Wales. That's what I'm going to play. And he decides that... Foden starts, um, Mount doesn't, because he hasn't really done thing either. And we go into the Wales game as we went into the Iran game with some form of aggression, with some form of a press and with some form of a tempo. And we go away 3-0 winners and we go through with our confidence restored and nobody, except for you, no doubt, talks about this day ever again. All right, that's Optimist, my Oh, you did the voice! You did that voice! It's so exciting! It is, especially as I sound like a like I'm trying to be like a spooky character on a friggin' (laughs) ride at Thorpe Park. That's a place in England. Um, Deep reference. (laughs) So deep. Pessimist, right? It's basically, if you just want to rewind the tape and listen to the last half an hour, just play that again. Uh, The pessimist is that we play an unchanged team. 
uh, against Wales. And we do exactly what we did today. Didn't go to win the game. Had a terrible overall approach of zero energy. Wales come out the blocks flying because they hate us. Gareth Bale ends his international career on a high with a hat-trick. Um, we have an absolute nightmare, complete disaster. Basically a rerun of today, but with goals against, because the only hero from today was Harry Maguire. He then makes a massive rick. Wales win the game. England go home. I think I'm done. Can I go now? <laughs> uh, point of order. What's a rick in this a rick scenario? Is, um, a rick is a mistake. So if you've got like a rick in you, uh, he, mm-hmm. If you hear someone say he's got a massive rick in him, that mm-hmm. means he's got a huge error at some point in his life. Stroke I game. I see. In America, Rick is just a very masculine name. Oh, no. So it's a Rick is... I, th- I don't know where the, where the history of the word Rick comes from, but it's not a Rick as a, as a name of a man, Rick. It's like a... Mm. Like you get a Rick in your neck. It's that kind of... It's like a Rick, like a mistake. Mm. I can't... I don't... I've no idea. I just... That's how we... Sometimes we mm. say that, you know, Harry Maguire's from Ricksville, Tennessee. That's how many We're Ricks so he's got similar in. and yet so different, our <laughs> cultures. Mm. <laughs> All right. Your turn. Optimist, pessimist, USA going through to the next round. Nah, I don't answer unless you do the voice. <laughs> I just did one. You did Quick one, but you didn't do the whole thing, so, you know. Optimist, pessimist. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, somebody sent me a message on Instagram saying they were listening to us in the supermarket. And when our Optimist Pessimist Voices comes on, they were just out loud laughing and getting lots of looks. I think Optimist Pessimist could end up being a hashtag of this World Cup. Okay, go for it. And perhaps they were at the Piggly Wiggly in Ricksville, Tennessee. Optimist. This inexperienced (laughs) team is now experienced. And they will come into the Iran game with 100% the right attitude. They will respect their opponent. They will respect the occasion. But they will not play the occasion. They will play the match. And uh, they will go about their business and play like a favorite. And they will outdo an overmatched, overtired foe who, let us honor and and mention, are, are dealing with so much other stuff that they have to deal with off the pitch. Anyway, which our guys have to not worry about for 90 minutes uh, and then give them big hugs afterwards. Pessimist, Greg overthinks it. And, you know, he still doesn't play Aaron's in an arena. And uh, we are worn down by gamesmanship and a more veteran team than our youngsters might be ready for. And Iran pulls out all the tricks in the book, drives our guys crazy. And we get a red card or some foolish yellows, make some dumb fouls, and the game ends nil-nil. And unlike today's nil-nil, it does not feel like a victory. It feels like another generation has gone down the toilet. So with that said, you also get a chance to be both optimist and pessimist for your other team in one 60-second moment which is what we like to call, on this podcast, Dutch and 60. Do we does that have to be 60? Can we just do 30? 30 seconds? Are you kind of getting bored with your second team? No, I just, today wasn't that as fun as the other two days have been. Okay, you time yourself with a big old alarm that goes off after 30 seconds. So, for those who don't know, very quickly, Brendan does have a slight second team, also who are doing okay at the World Cup, and that is the Netherlands. We like to call Holland because we're from the 90s, and he's now going to give us a Dutch in 30. And Go. Okay, so very simply, if 
the Netherlands had won today, they would be now advanced in the group and they would be totally out of it. Now, as it happens, they got a draw against Ecuador, who are turning out to be better than anyone else expected. But Senegal won the other game. And so we are in a slightly precarious position. But luckily, we are going to be playing Qatar in the third game. Qatar have zero points, only one goal, have already been eliminated and have nothing to play for but pride. But pride can mean a lot, especially when you are the home team now. But really, all I care is about them not finishing the same place as the United States so they don't play each other in the next round. Okay, that's all. Dutch and 30. They were fun. I love them. Alarm! Can I, can I add Dutch and 10? Did you see the Louis van Gaal hug with the reporter? Did you see it? Yes. Wasn't that delightful? Oh, that was just lovely. I mean, who just... Right, you know, Louis van Gaal, as we've talked about before on this podcast, what an epic human he is. He's starting to seem more tool than iron, quite frankly. Um, all right, Rebecca. Well, I could go on for hours talking about this wonderful day, but you seem to be kind of a bummer. So I'm going to let you go. Um, before we go, um, a few final thoughts to take people into their uh, Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not. I'm going to stay clear of any final England thoughts because I think everyone's had enough of my England thoughts, to be quite honest. Never. Um, my, my final thought is somebody who, who, of course, we talk about forever and ever and always have done and always probably will do, and that's Ronaldo, because... Scoring for Portugal made him the first player, first male player, we should say, to score in five World Cups. Marta did it for Brazil uh, at the Women's World Cup, but Cristiano Ronaldo does it. I mean, that is, whether you hate him, right? To go to a World Cup as a player and never get on the field is an amazing achievement, right? But to go to five of them, to play in five of them, and to score in five of them over a span of 20 years, because he's getting such bad PR right now, but because of the interview and because he's left Manchester United, we are unfortunately, I think, at risk of forgetting the joy that he also provides us. And I don't want to forget that, Brendan. So let's just not forget that and revel. I don't think you like him much, do you? I think the phrase joy he provides us is a little presumptuous. What, you mean 700-something goals that he has provided to the world of football in his 20-something career? You don't think that's joyous? The word us suggests that we all love it. But five World Cups, Brendan. Goals yeah, what, at five World Cups. When Marta scored in her fifth World Cup, did she get it um, by winning a dodgy penalty? Just, just want to know if... <laughs> okay, all right. That was... I see you. I see you, Brendan. I see your feelings. <laughs> I see it all. Thank you so for seeing we'll my feelings. Con- I feel seen. <laughs> we'll continue this um, but that's what I would like to finish on which I just think is round of applause for a man yes he gets a lot of applause but there's a reason for that and what about you Final um, under the umbrella of uh, you know sort of the protests we've been tracking um, a, there was a new one today um, a woman went to the Iran Wales game uh, and held up a jersey with the name Masa Amini of course Masa Amini is the name of the woman who was killed in September which triggered all the protests across Iran that have been happening ever since um, her shirt was, of course, confiscated, um, but uh, she was certainly duly photographed, and that picture is now all over the world. Um, so, uh, well done to her. Uh, apparently, FIFA are trying to tell Qatar to stop the confiscating. Don't think the message is getting through, because as well as your story there, a friend of mine who works for the BBC as a television reporter tried to get into the Wales game, I think it was today, when her cameraman was wearing an Apple Watch, I think it was, when the strap was rainbow-coloured because his child had bought it for him, for whatever reason. And, because uh, kids like rainbows. To... <laughs> I know. He was told Jesus. to take it off. He was told to take off his watch. Basically, you couldn't write this, could you? If you didn't know that was true, you'd never say that would ever happen. So, yeah, the confiscating, let's stop confiscating everything that FIFA keep telling the FAs that they're telling the Qataris. 
and the people allowing people in the, st- in the stadiums is not getting through, guys. They're not getting the memo. Ay, ay, ay. Um, a couple other bits and bobs. A lower import. Uh, Neymar, who uh, oh, had lumps taken out of him by Serbia, is now going to miss the rest of the group stage. And the thing is, Brazil will not miss him at all. They will be just fine. <laughs> But still, uh, we'll see if he comes back. It's, you know, he is a big part of their story. And um, and someone's handing out Jude Bellingham's, Rebecca. Yeah, well, indeed. In, in, uh, in our colloquialism, uh, we, <laughs> we call an excellent player in England a Rolls Royce. So there are just, and it's a certain type of player. And it's really difficult for me how to describe why we would call a certain player a Rolls Royce. The only, be- only best way to do it is to tell you the, the name of players that we would call a Rolls Royce. Declan Rice is a Rolls Royce. Jude Bellingham is also a Rolls Royce. And Saudi Arabia appear to be handing out a bunch of Bellinghams. Yeah, all the players in the team who, uh, you know, of course, so memorably upset Argentina 2-1 to one the other day. They're all getting Rolls Royces. I guess good for them. I love that. I love that. Do I love yeah. that, actually? Yeah, I think I'm okay with that. Yeah, I mean, it's a nice touch. If it's a nice touch. If Rolls Royces are your thing, you might as well hand them out when, when someone has done something that makes everybody happy. Yeah, I hope they're giving that bloke his door back. You know, the one that threw it out the window when they were <laughs> celebrating. They need to hand out doors and Rolls Royces in Saudi Arabia. What else? For Anything you, sir, a golden door. A golden door <laughs> with horrible mileage. But a lovely, <laughs> l- lovely hood ornament. Chassis. <laughs> um... Uh, Rebecca, I enjoyed today so much. I'm sorry you no, didn't, I'm sure you but did. I'm not particularly sorry. Sorry, not sorry, except not sorry at all. So, not sorry and not sorry. Um, <laughs> folks, we'll be coming back to you on Monday. Uh, we may, about- we may. I don't we know. May. I might need some time off. <laughs> Rebecca I'm may have retired by then. If she is not, then we will see you on Monday uh, to wrap up uh, the full second match day of the group stages and head into the precarious third and final match day uh, that will be before us. Now, if you are loving the show, subscribe to us, please, on Apple Podcasts. And you can also rate us and review us. We've had a, a lovely lot of reviews, by the way, Brendan. So yes, nice. Thank you, and those everybody. reviews, yeah. And those reviews and the ratings also help everybody else who has not found the show find the show. And for round the clock World Cup news, plus live scores and standings, follow along on the Apple News app in My Sports, where available. We're going to be back with our next podcast, more World Cup coverage, right here in your feed, where you get your pods on Monday as the final day of the second round of games in the group stage. Is that how you say it? I think it is. It comes to an end. In your feed. <laughs> oh my God. All right. Can I go now? <laughs>